And she's like Marlene's friend or whatever. She's like, yeah. I'll take the girl. And she's like, Beth, you don't have a fucking ear right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I love that. Everybody, we are back. Episode four of Cinema Slab. I'm the resident screen queen, Anna. I'm the Gorgal Hannah. And we have a special guest today. It's Hyderberg from A Cut Above Horror Review. What is up, my Woo! friend? How are you? Hey guys, what's going on? Thank you so much for coming on. I'm yes. so excited to talk about uh, The Last of Us. We're going to be talking about episodes one through three. And, um, I, for one, have not played the game, but Hyderberg, I know you have, and Hannah has, so I only have the one perspective of just watching what, you know, we've seen so far. And I don't remember, I mean, it's been forever since I've played it, so I do remember bits and pieces of it, but I, I, I think I think Hyderberg will know a lot more than I will, but... Uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I've played both games. Hannah, have you played the second game? I didn't. My boyfriend okay. did, so I kind of watched, watched a little okay. bit, and I've watched videos on YouTube. Yeah, um, but I haven't. I okay. haven't played it myself. Well, I won't. I won't discuss either game further than what these episodes go past either, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Yeah, okay. same. Like, like Anna, you haven't seen. Yeah, she hasn't. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's no like major plot points or major spoilers, you know, I don't mind. As far as like maybe character discussions and how they are in the game as opposed to in the show. You know, stuff like that's okay. Yeah. So let's start with episode one. And what was it called? Long, uh, when You're, uh, lost, when in you're lost in the Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the game goes, it I really liked, you know, after everything happened, one thing that stuck with me, it felt like a video game when they were in the truck leaving. And just that whole sequence of them getting out and going through town and just all the chaos of everything happening, I was like, I wonder if that was how it was in the video game. You it know? is actually like it when does. you're in the game, you're Sarah, you're controlling Sarah during that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're looking, you can look around in 360, and you get to see like everything. You feel like you're gonna miss a lot because you're like, oh, where do I look? Do I look in the back window? Do I look out here? Because yeah. they go past the house on fire. You see people running around. Yeah. So it does play out just basically like that in the game too i really like the cold opening too like before we even get joel and sarah oh, yeah. we get scientists that's mm-hmm. not in the game yeah oh, really? a cool way of just describing like how the fungus sort of works and how scary it really could be yeah i really like that whole monologue that's kind of what sucked me in in the very beginning because you know yeah, I talked to really you good about that's good. yeah i love a good dialogue you know like i love and we were watching it before we started and we noticed that one of the scientists was the brother from the mummy the mummy oh yeah he was he was that's right he's a lot older but he's totally the same actor yeah i like um the opening too of the like the credits the theme for the Mm -hmm. last of us because that's a little different than the game i like how it's like the fungus spreading and it makes images if you if you're like paying attention like the united states Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they some it turns into like barbed wire in a mo- for a moment, and then you get to see like buildings, and then at the very end you get two figures that look like Joel and Ellie, sort of like a, a man and a and a girl. 
Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, I really like the kind of Spanish guitar, like, twang sound of it. Yes, me too. That's the same composer from the game, too. Oh, oh is it really? That's what I yeah. thought. Because when we were watching it, I commented on that, and my boyfriend was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the same music. And so, so uh-huh. and the, the creator of the game, he's also one of the showrunners, right? Yeah, Neil Druckmann. And yeah. then um, Craig Mazin, I believe is his name, is the creator of um, Chernobyl. Did you guys ever see Chernobyl? No. Yes. I, I didn't watch it. I watched it. But I did. I recommend it. Yes. I oh. might do that. So good. It is. It's very good. It's uh, it's it's a tough watch. It is it's not horror, but it felt like a horror. Like right. Yeah, I remember watching it, and I would watch one episode, and I'm like, okay, that's enough for tonight. Like I can just yes. stomach one episode. I couldn't binge it. Yeah, that's one reason why I never finished Dahmer. That's what I was about to say. Are you serious? Yes, I binged the heck out of Dahmer, and she couldn't. Now, yeah. I will say, I got to about the fifth episode, I think, and I was like, yeah, I got to take a break. And I did take, and I'm a true crime junkie. Like, she knows me. I listen to that, I listen to that stuff all the time. And, but I just couldn't, it, I don't know, something about Dahmer, it was just so real and, yeah. Well, that's because you start, I feel like by then you start really getting into the victim side. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's yeah. when it really starts getting like you start really like, feeling well, it. Yes. Yeah, and you start resonating with them. But yeah. anyways, sidetracked. Yeah, sorry. Um, so Tess in the game, the, is it is she out that quick in the game? Because I was so disappointed. I really liked her character. She seemed like a badass. You know, she got her ass kicked by two guys and was still holding her own. You know kind of wasn't taking any shit and was just going to take it if they wanted to give it to her and wasn't going to back down. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> you know? You do, you do lose tests fairly early on. Yeah. Um, it takes a little while longer, I guess, maybe because of gameplay to get there. Right. Oh, yeah. the game, you know, there's gameplay involved. But um, that happens in episode two, I believe, right, that when she passes? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. at the end of episode two. But, yeah. Anna Torv does a really good job playing her character, too. Yes, she does. Kind of going into episode three a little bit, but, you know, with the time jumps that happened in three, how long has Tess and Joel been together? At least ten years, I kind of figured, just by those time jumps in there. I would say probably because, I mean, 20 years has passed. you got to figure Joel started out in Texas. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're in Boston together, so at some point he traveled. So, I mean, you got to figure at some point he probably bumped into her, and they're both pretty good survivors. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming that they met a hooked up. Plus, there's a lot of backstory we don't see yet with Tommy, and when Tommy and Joel must have split because Tommy's in another area. Yeah, yeah, that's who Joel's trying to get to. And he was enticed. To, in the game, Tommy had joined the Fireflies, I believe. Mm-hmm. At one point, yeah, in his uh, life after. So one thing I'm still not a hundred percent clear on: what, who are the Fireflies exactly, and like who are they in comparison to the Fedra? Are they just like the the rebels, pretty much? You don't want to follow? Yeah, them? they're like rebels. They're sort of trying to like, I, I guess, like keep a semblance of like what the world used to be like. Like they're holding on to that a little bit. Where Fedra's, you know, very militant, you know. Certain cities are set up with walls, and outside of that, it's just like craziness, you know. And then, but then there's like 
I wouldn't say that either is necessarily like could be seen as total bad guys. Like Fedra's definitely seems more like a villain, but um yeah. the Fireflies aren't innocents either. I mean Right, yeah. They killed indiscretionately. But um yeah. the the real the real horrible thing is not just the infected, but like the the people that have gone just super bad, you know, like yeah. raiders, slavers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cannibals. Kind of like the Walking Dead in that aspect. Yeah. Like we what? are the the worst part of the world. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Who are the Walking Dead? Us or the zombies? Right. One thing that's one thing that I found really interesting was after Sarah dies, it says twenty years later, and I was like, what? Twenty that's years. Exactly ago? how the game does it to you. Yep. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! I they, could not they believe punch it. you in the gut and then just jump ahead. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was like, because that's you. Any kind of apocalyptic type show, it usually always starts with a group of survivors. What happens? How do they get together? How are they going to survive? And this was just like boom. You know, you're yeah. already in the so, middle of it. In the game, like the credits start right after that scene, so you have a moment to mm-hmm. sit with that. Yeah, oh, dang. and you're that's just cool. watching these credits. Like, I'll be honest, like, we could talk about Sarah's death. In the game, it was super impactful, and I had no because you control Sarah in the beginning of the game. Yeah. You don't control, you control Sarah. Uh, There's less, uh, like, you basically, you do the the birthday exchange with the watch, and you see that Joel's, like, you know, he's in um, home improvement. He does some kind of carpentry or something yeah. like that. It's a contract. Tractor. <laughs> you go to bed and then you wake up and Joel's not there and you're, you're walking around and like there's a newscast on the TV and you're walking around as this like 14 year old girl or 12 year old girl. Okay. And you're kind of like, what's going on, you know? And then yeah. you're introduced to Joel. He comes in the house and he's like fucking in a panic and he's getting his gun and then you see the neighbor comes like bashing through the, the back door. Oh, dang. And then you hit the road and Tommy shows up. You hit the road with Tommy and you go into the city and that kind of plays out all the same though, where you get yeah, separated. Yeah. yeah. But her death in the game, I felt like was like, I never had a game made me feel like that before. Like good stories, but that shit hit me in the feels. Where I was like, yeah, right away. Crying, crying. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really cool when a video game can do that because that's so few and far between. Yeah. And I mean, this came out in 2000 and, uh, 13, I want to say. And uh, I just remember oh. being, like, floored by it. Like, I remember I was, like, felt like I was, because I played a lot of games then, and I was just, like, I'm witnessing something, like, an evolution in gaming, you know, storytelling and gaming, like, where they're bridging the, the gap between filmmaking and gaming. And, like, you know it's coming, like, Hannah, you knew it's coming in the show, right? Like, you wow. know they're going to do it. So yeah. I felt like, oh, I'm prepared. No, it's still fucking <laughs> me. Yeah. Still cried when when that happened, and they sold that Dude. that moment. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely both of them. Yes. It was just, oh, it was great. Heart wrenching. So episode two, um, the guy that sold well, not even episode two, the guy that sold the battery that they were trying to get. Who was he to them? Was he just somebody that they just traded with? Traded with? He was just yeah. He was just a guy. I'm assuming kind of like them. I forgot like like a smuggler. Yeah. Like them, you know who. Wasn't a firefly, wasn't Fedra, but mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily like, you know, a, a great person. Like, yeah. like Tessa, they're not great they're people. They're not good honestly. people. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> or great people. And like, you get that, um, at the end of the first episode, you get that juxtaposition of, uh, 
like Sarah, the way she viewed Joel killing the neighbor with the wrench. And she was like, yeah, you've never seen her father like that before. And she was like crying. And then you get the way Ellie looked at him when he killed for her. And she was like, she like leaned into it. She was like activated by it. Like, yeah, because nobody's ever I felt like nobody's she's an orphan. Nobody's ever protected her or made her feel that way. So like, right. This man that she doesn't even know, like killed for her and then he, he like looks back at her and there's this look in joel's eyes where like you can see like this is a damaged man yeah. oh yeah you can see that when he throws the little kid into the fire like he's broke like it was like nothing oh yeah nothing yeah like, i mean at what point i mean i just i don't know at what point do you just give up yeah i mean oh, if, no. you, if you can't find some it, some happiness, you know, as Bill and Frank did, you know, or yeah. something along those lines. Maybe not as fairy tale as they had it. But what's the point of even sticking around if you're that miserable? And your I daughter said, you know. I think he died that night when Sarah died. Like, yeah. he stayed yeah. he stayed alive this whole time and, and he's just intent on surviving. And that's that's it, you know. And even Tess is sort of like that. But I think she wanted to live a little... She still hold on some to some hope because we see yeah. in episode two, like she even says to him, like, "Why can't you believe a little bit?" You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't we just have yeah. a win? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she kind of warmed up to Ellie a little bit as the episode went on. Too, yeah, she wasn't as hard on her. Right. Absolutely. There was almost like a motherly sort of um, relationship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like even like because Ellie didn't even want to leave her. She no. definitely didn't want to leave with Joel because she doesn't like Joel. Yeah. Very yeah. makes it pretty obvious. Right. Exactly. There's actually some backstory to um to Tess that wasn't in the game, but they they wrote it for the show. Oh, yeah? Have, uh, yeah. She um they 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 filmed some parts, but they didn't use them. But apparently, she was. Uh, I learned this from watching. I listened to the podcast as the official like Last of Us podcast. It's hosted by Troy Baker, who did the voice for Joel. <laughs> The game. Yeah, they have oh. Neil Druckmann on there and hmm. Craig Mazin. Um, but apparently, like on like outbreak day or whatever, she, her husband and her son were infected, and she she had to kill her husband, but she couldn't bring herself to kill her son. Oh, man. So she locked him in the basement and basically had to leave him behind. So like. Oh my gosh. Oh. So I like I kind of wish we got to see that. Like episode two has that cold open with Indonesia, which was cool. Yeah, know, but I yeah. almost wish that was Tess's like background a little bit. We got to see that because they did yeah. film something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I would like to see that, and it would have made more sense for that to be a cold opened episode too. It like, just just with her demise coming at the end, it would have made sense. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. would have had some balance to it a little bit more. Uh, I mean, I like the episode regardless, but yeah, uh, they said they filmed like there's a moment they filmed like the basement door. And you just like like I think they pan away from it, and you can hear something like like battering on on the other side of it, trying to get out. So, oh dang, that would have been touching to have that like full circle to her, letting, yeah, you know, protecting Ellie. I mean, she told Joel, you know, look, this is this is real. You know, she grabbed Ellie's arm and said, "This is real. You have to believe this." Yeah, like no, it doesn't matter how you know if you don't want to be positive, if you don't want to have any kind of hope, this right here is real and it's in front of your face. Yeah, so you have to believe it. Yeah, and I think that helped convince him too. And she says to him, um, "There's that moment. Well, there's that moment where she shows that she got bit, 
Mm-hmm. And he says, show me. And then she's like, she leans, she steps forward and he pulls back. Like, and yeah, yeah. Put, puts his hand yes. on his gun. Yeah. I know. I was like, oh man, Joel, you're fucking cold, but I get it too. Like, yeah. And then she says, uh, save who you can, right? Which I feel like means like, like you can't save Sarah. She's gone. Yeah. Like, you've yeah. been holding on to this forever, but you can save other people. You can save mm-hmm. Ellie. You yeah. might be able to save your brother, Tommy. You might be able to save the world. Who knows if you get this girl to, you know, the, the place in whatever out West. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, I think that's what she meant was like, save who you can, you know? Yeah. And you have to let go of the past eventually. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, that was, yeah, that and that was, was so uh, gross and gnarly whenever the, what are they called? Clickers? Yeah. Uh, clickers. Yeah. In the museum. Yeah, the when the hair and the, or the, whatever the fungus the, yeah coming going. out. Well, those are those oh, are those oh, are like oh. runners or like yeah, the aggressive. Yeah, oh. Hannah, there's different stages. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's even oh. stages that you haven't seen yet, uh, Anna. Oh dang, they're worse than what I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, what, how do the stages go? So it's like you're infected. Well, they, Sorry, we, when I started, when they started running, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, this ain't well, that part wasn't yet. in the game. Now, if I'm correct, that part wasn't in the game about how the fungus, like, if it, you know, how those were all, like, outside. And if you kill one of them inside, it, like, vibrates and wakes up all the other. Yeah, that that was wasn't weird. in the game. That's, no, it wasn't. That, that There's, like, a network, apparently, that. Yeah can speak to the other ones it's like a hive mind sort of like not necessarily that they all think together but they're attached sorry and spores also because you know how it spreads in the game it spreads by spores well in the show it spreads by this you know i guess um well how does it spread well it spreads through bites or oh yeah yeah the yeah. Um. And I, we don't know if spores might come into play, but as far as I know, they kind of did away with them because, um, in the game, there's moments where like you'll come into contact in certain areas where there's spores and they're kind of lingering in the air, and you have to put on your gas mask and walk through them. Um, I could see that like Pedro Pascal is like, I wear a mask during the Mandalorian. I don't really want to wear a mask. For this show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's only small moments that you have to do it in the game, but um. I liked it in the game because it just adds a little tension and atmosphere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But this this way is pretty cool too. Yeah, uh, it was cool. There's basically the spores happen like, so it seems to me in the game like your first infection level is like the aggressive ones that run around mm-hmm. and just kind of attack you and they look more human. But as they progress, their face starts to split open. The cordyceps start to, you know, take over their whole head. And then you get the yeah. clickers, right? Because they can't see anymore. Right. Wow. And at some point, I feel like some infected just die and don't stay as, in, uh, you know, as clickers or progress even further. And the mm-hmm. ones that used to do that are like the ones that you see, like, in episode one where Anna, I mean, Anna, um, Tess sees the, uh, uh, what's it called? She sees that one against the wall. Oh yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah. That's like in the game. That thing would have old one. (laughs) Yeah, that thing would have burst in the game, and spores would have came out of it, and then that area would have been like, yeah, you would have had to like progress with the gas mask through there. So yeah, 
they kind of changed that up. They said also that the, one of the main reasons that like for having spores to linger in one area would be like kind of odd. Like you think the wind would blow it around a little better, so they yeah. kind of get rid of it so they don't have to like mess around with it. Because people would start being like, "Oh, that doesn't seem realistic," you know? Yeah, yeah. To show anyway, so. Yeah, no. Well, they ca- and then they reveal in the third episode, right, when he's talking to he's talking to Ellie at the end, and he says, you know, it was spread through. Doesn't he say flour and wheat and? Yeah. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you said that. And that let me tell you, when I was watching this, do you remember last weekend when we were over here with Hunter when we recorded <laughs> Silver Bullet? Yeah. He told me he was like, "There's this big conspiracy going around online that it's the flour." That because and then he broke it all down. You know they didn't have any pancake mix. They had eggs uh-huh. for breakfast. He worked. Yeah. Like, the neighbor was eating, the neighbor was eating cookies, biscuits. Get the cake. He didn't eat the cookies because they oh, were raisin. Yeah. She didn't oh, want yeah. raisin cookies. And oh. he didn't get to pick up a cake because he worked late. Yeah. So none of them ate it. And yeah. then Tommy went to jail. So yeah, you know, he didn't. The neighbor was eating biscuits in the morning. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then, when he was doing explaining that to Ellie, I was just like, oh, Hunter. I just <laughs> thought of Hunter. Yeah, and then the but, Indonesian, the the scene in the beginning, the scientist when she's asking like what happened, and they're like, oh, we there was a woman who got bit, or no, a woman who was like irate in this factory, and it was a it was the wheat factory, right? Yeah. So that's where it originated from. And she was like the first infected, the one that she investigated. Those little tendrils in their mouths too, that wasn't part of the game either. No. I think I yeah. read something about that. I they're they're yeah, gross that was, looking though. I'll yeah, they that. are. Any go- changes I think that they've made to the show work really well. Yeah. Yeah, because all the fans of the game seem to be like oh totally okay with whatever changes they've added to it. But yeah. at least what I've seen you know, um, online. Going back to Tess's death in episode two, um, she, oh, when she's trying to light that lighter and that thing comes up, I didn't really like it at first because I was like, who in their right mind is going to stand there and let this thing just like, because she wasn't fully infected at the time. Yeah, she was starting to be. Yeah, she was starting to be, but um, because at first I thought, oh, they're all running past her because she's infected. And it kind of made me like, oh, man. like. Oh, yeah. But then when that one saw her and came over, um, at first I was like, why is she letting that thing just put its tendrils in her mouth? But I was like, no, she, you know, she was doing that to stay still as she could to try and light that lighter before yeah. any of the other ones started, you know, before that, like, anybody else got on her. Here started coming like, two more and three more and four more. So yeah. she was trying to light that lighter so she could blow the place up to save yeah. Joel and Ellie. And I felt like it was, like, one of the last voluntary moments that she had with her, her mind and her, you know, yes. her oh, yeah. nervous system. Yeah. I, was, I wanted to ask you guys what do you think about that scene because, I don't know, there was a little bit of an outrage online. I saw some articles about it being, like, sexualized. I never, I didn't really take it that way. Like, yes, he does kind of give her this weird kiss. And I, I listened to the creators talk about it and they did, they did kind of want it to be this sort of intimate scene. Only be, but like a, like a, like a horrific intimate scene, you know what I mean? But yeah. it was never meant to seem sexualized and I never took it that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't. No, that. I didn't either. That never even once. Yeah, crossed. I was curious. Most people I've talked to haven't, but I felt like the article might have just been going that way to get some clicks, you know? Oh yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. I mean, I would think it's just it, the it's just going for the 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 open orifice, you know? Exactly. What I'm yeah. 
yeah. it's just a, a parasite going for a place yeah. to infect. It wasn't mm-hmm. anything sexual, I didn't think. Yeah, and, and I mean, the, another problem, too, is that a lot of people mistake intimacy for, like, always being sexual. And that's not yeah. necessarily yeah. what intimacy means all the time. You're and right. It, you know, but it worked for the show, and it made sense. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't... It didn't rub me I thought up. it was powerful because you get to see Anna Torv's eyes, like yeah, and her look and and how how like dedicated she is to trying to still light this light yeah, with yeah. the last little bit of energy she has left. Yes. And that that scene plays out differently because in the game it it's not infected that come after her, it's uh, Fedra. Fedra shows up and she basically like stays behind and and shoots at them and holds the door yeah. and then they come in and they shoot her and kill her, but. The, the creators were like, well, what, why would Fedra follow them all the way there? You know what I mean? It makes more sense to have infected out there come. So I yeah. kind of like that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, and that was a way, too, for them to incorporate the hive mind mentality. Yeah. And that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. That, that scene does play that way, though. And, like, you do get there and, like, the, the, uh, the fireflies that were supposed to meet you there, they're dead. Like, there was a shootout or something happened. So, like, they're... That scene does play out, and Tess is, you know, looking for a map and bugging out because she's been bit and she's been hiding it. So that all does play out that way. Yeah. She die, she just goes out a little differently. I love the way the scene ends, where they book it out of there, and, like, you see the, pl- the place explodes, and we get that little audio of the clickers on fire, which is from the game. Like, yeah. That's okay. a that's a yeah, that's a means to to kill clickers in the game. It's one of the best ways to kill them is like Molotovs. Yeah, you, oh, you like group them. You like throw a rock or a bottle, and they'll go towards oh. it, and then fucking light them all up on fire. Yeah, yeah. take them all out at once. It's a smart yeah. way to take them out. But then we get like that look that Joel just sort of looks at Ellie like he doesn't say it, but it's like this is your fault, you know. And then yeah. he just kind of yeah. walks away and leaves her behind for a moment. Then she's just by herself with the fire in the background. I just kind of love the imagery. Yeah, I yeah, and too. she just did one big heavy sigh. No, you know, yeah. just started walking again, and then you know, I rolled feel her. For her. Just like, yeah, she's just like, this is my life now. Like, yeah, let's let's go. And she's so, I mean, I and so she's four, what, fourteen? Yeah. Oh, so she was born. This all the world she knows. I just can't even fathom. Yeah, to talk about Ellie for a minute, I think she's spunkier in the show than she yeah. was in the game. Yeah. Well, at first, when she's like, "F this," like you know, right at the very beginning, I was when you meet her, I was like, "Man," like. But then she does kind of she gets spunkier as the game goes along. She um, does. And, and but I, I didn't feel like she was that feisty at the beginning of the game. But mm. I mean, I it, like it. it. Yeah, I do too. It fits. And I think the actress is great. I think the casting for the whole show is amazing so far. Yeah, and um, it was when I was watching episode two and we got introduced to Marlene. I was like, I, I've seen her on something. Where do I know her from? And I was like, she wasn't the lead. She was like a wife on something. And then it it clicked. I was like, oh, she was on Sons of Anarchy. And what? she was, yeah, she was in season four. Um, she was Sheriff Roosevelt's wife. Huh. And and. During, like, while I was looking that up, I also noticed that she is the voice of Marlene, too, in the yeah, game. she is the voice oh, of Marlene. That's really cool. So There are a couple voice actors from the game that are going to play parts in this. Oh, yeah. oh cool. Yeah. 
she happens to actually be playing her exact part that she played in the game. So and I think it's yeah. great. She it is. I love yeah. that scene in episode one when they're when when the the deal goes wrong with the battery and Joel shows up with. Tess, and they, that's when they first meet Ellie. Ellie tries to, like, save Joel. He just throws her against the wall. Like, he don't care. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. And then he just draws his gun on her, and Marlene's like, point it at me. Don't point it at her. Yeah. And at that moment, I don't remember her name. I think it's Beth or something like that. And she's like, Marlene's friend or whatever. She's like, yeah. I'll take the girl. And she's like, Beth, you don't have a fucking ear right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that. Because you yeah. see she's bleeding, and you see her like this. You don't realize how bad it is. And then they look, yeah. you see it, and it's like she, her ear is blown off. Yeah, and, and what did Beth say? They keep asking what they need to do. Just tell them to follow fucking orders. Yes. Like, she didn't yes. care. Just tell them to follow follow orders. Yep. So, episode three. Oh, man, just wrecked me. And so, in the game, Frank is already dead. And all we all you meet is Bill, pretty much. Yeah, you meet Bill, and there's a... Uh... He talks about Frank, and you – he never actually comes out and just says, like, oh, he was my lover. But you you get it. Like, what, the way he speaks about Frank, like, you could tell that, like, okay, they, they had something more than just a friendship. Yeah. And they had a falling out. And isn't there notes? Like, yeah, there's notes. And there's a falling out that they have, and you have to go get you, – you come into the town where Bill, like, owns, basically, and there's, like, traps everywhere, and you get into yeah. You get into a, one of the best parts of that game is you get into one of his traps and you get caught and you get slung upside down like a refrigerator, like one of those snare traps, snares Joel, yeah. flips him upside down. Joel, Ellie's trying to get him out and you're like in this warehouse. And as he's doing that, it made all this noise and infected start running through the door. Ellie's by herself and you're Joel, you're upside down and you have to aim at the infected and try and shoot them all yeah. and save oh, Ellie yeah. while she's trying to cut you down. But you're upside down, so trying to aim like that is just so wonky. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, so intense. And then Bill comes and saves your ass. But, yeah, yeah. And then you get the backstory. He takes you back to like his his uh his house or whatever, wherever it was, his like place where he keeps it, you know, all his guns and shit. Mm-hmm. And you get introduced to to Bill, and he's an awesome character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You find Frank. I I believe Frank was going to get the battery. He was trying to get out of of town because he got into a falling out with Bill. And he di- he got bit, I think, and then ends up, I think, hanging himself or something, right? Oh, I'm not sure. I, I believe Frank killed himself before he could be infected, turn. Oh, oh okay. That out. makes sense. Yeah. And then there, there is like, so there's some moments with Ellie and Bill that t- it's, it's like some people are a little upset that they don't get that in the uh, show, which I understand. Like there's a. There's a bit of dialogue between them where, like, they're going at each other and, like, ripping on each other because Bill's, you know, Bill's a curmudgeon in the yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, he is a little bit on this, sh- on this episode, too. But um, I'm kind of glad that they let his character breathe, though, and you got to really focus on this one. You know, I don't know. We kind of break away from Joel and Ellie, and I kind of like that we got to see more of uh, Bill and Frank. I thought it was really interesting to see this relationship of theirs. Yeah, I, that's what... That's what I was uh, telling Hannah. You know, from like you know, from someone who hasn't played the game, I did really love the first two episodes, and I loved them enough to keep going. But I just didn't have that thing that kind of resonated with me that I needed, and this episode gave me that. And I think really? it yeah. gave, yeah, I think it gave a lot of viewers that too because yeah, right. you know, all we've really seen Joel be is a dick. So in a way, we're kind of resonating with 
Joel through Bill, or kind of understanding Joel more through Bill. And it was, I loved whenever uh, everything was going down, and he <laughs> said, "Not today, you jackboot fucks." <laughs> I lost my shit. That was so. Funny. I loved his little hideout. He had like a sub basement under the basement under yeah. the wine rack. Yes, that was so awesome. He's a prepper, and he's just so like even Neil Druckmann said, like he's like not what you would think. You know, he's a gay character, but he's also like a gun owner and like. Not the kind of character. Just, yeah, exactly. Like not yeah. what you normally think the stereotypical like gay male you you think of, right? So like I love that about his character, and it's like, yeah, he can pair wine with fucking a rabbit, but rabbit. also he'll fucking fight for his survival and the survival of those he loves. Yeah, I really love that too. And I mean, I don't think they could have gotten anybody else other than Nick Offerman. That yeah, he just, was. Yes. Oh, oh he was so good. And who's the actor's name that played Frank? Oh, shit. I didn't write it down. I've only just been introduced to him. Everybody's telling me i got to watch White Lotus because he's on episode uh, season one. Yeah, everybody's slobbering over White Lotus. Is it really that good? I guess. I'm, I'm going to check it out, I think. I don't know what it is. Oh, good. Yeah. I must be behind on the time. Um, yeah. Jennifer Coolidge did win an Emmy. Or not an Emmy, a Golden Globe. Is it horror or... It's like mystery. There's, there's mystery and, and some thriller like elements to it, and there's some gore and stuff. I guess um, everybody tells me it's really good. I do like back on Nick Offerman though. I do think he was really good for this role, and yes. I love like there's a there's like a level of confidence to him as well as like there's a little bit of vulnerability, but yeah. he doesn't want to show it right until Frank shows uh, it. That's Frank what he even says. Up. He says like. I was I was actually happy when the world ended because he likes being alone. But now he th- now he, this is now he's become scared because he met yeah. Frank because of what he has invested in Frank. Yeah, yeah, and uh, hang, Frank's name is Murray Bartlett. You know, White yeah. Lotus. He was excellent. August. Mm-hmm. Someone told me he was in the Chippendale mystery. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that was Yeah, Madam Secretary, Iron Fist. On Netflix? Oh, okay. So a lot of, like, TV work. I've watched Iron Fist, so I must have seen him. I just don't know what party played. I was just going to say, um, I did love episode three. My only gripe yeah. was, I wish we could have seen Joel and Tess's relationship with Bill and Frank more. I yeah. wanted more of that. Like, I love that scene where they're sitting at the table and, you know, uh, Tess and Frank are kind of going back and forth and talking, you know, and then Bill and Joel are kind of just sitting there and eating staring and at each staring other. At each yeah, other. like Joel's like, I get it, and then like Frank's like, Oh, you're a um, what does he say? You're you're like a um, I forgot what he calls Frank. I mean, what he calls uh Bill. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, either. I can't. Schizophrenic or something like that, or paranoid schizophrenic. Oh right? yeah, yeah, that's what. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Joel's like, No, I get it, like, cause Joel. Like, that's what the letter ends up saying, right? Like, yes. Like, we're like the same, you know? Yeah. We're here to protect those that we love. Yes. I never mm-hmm. liked you, but yeah. <laughs> like, I, kind of love I did respect you. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And then, like, Frank goes to show off stuff in the house with Tess. Yeah, with Tess. Yeah, and I they love stay that. Behind, they talk. And I love the way they talk. I love that talk of Joel just kind of eating and talking freely and then just, like, throwing in there, like, now get that gun out of my fucking face. Yeah. Yes. I was like, oh, damn. Like, you can <laughs> drop your guard a little bit. I get it. But, like, yeah. don't point that gun at me. And he speaks that language to Bill. Like, he says, 
I, I you know, your gate's going to go because he's, he's a contractor, so he knows building materials. He says yeah. that, that wire is going to go at some point. you got about a year yeah. left on it, and I can get you, what, uh, tensile steel or whatever, the aluminum or something like that, rolls, spools of it. And yeah. he says, the way he says, like, and it could last your life. And then he says, lives. Because he knows, he's like, I know you're invested. Like, that, Frank is like, oh, yeah. that's why you're living right now. So yeah. I can give you what you need to protect that man that you love. Yeah, so yeah. Like, that's when Bill, like, realizes, like, okay, he's an ally. But you're right. It would have been nice to see some other, even flash forward a little bit and show them meeting up maybe, <laughs> trading a little bit more. It it just goes from them having yeah. that little altercation and him being yeah. like, I've been talking to this lady on the radio. And you're I like, know. Oh, what? Okay. How did that even? I wish they would have shown how that came about. I guess, or oh. even like that scene where he tells him, "Oh, I traded Tess for uh, Joel and Tess one of your guns for some yeah. shoes." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "What? One of my guns?" He's like, "One of the smaller ones, the little ones." Yeah. <laughs> like oh, okay, like even if we saw that scene, that would have been funny to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Strawberry scene was excellent though, like because the joy on Bill's face. That, yeah, for someone who was all about his protection and his survival and his weapons, he didn't even he didn't even care at that point. If yeah, he, he was just so happy. Yeah, well, it's like opposites attract, right? Like him, him and Frank could be they they're so different, but yeah, they work so well together. You know, Frank's yeah. a creative; he's a, a lover; he's an artist, and then Bill is like you know he builds, he protects, he you know, and he provides. And normally he was just okay just doing that for himself but to have somebody to, and it gave him something to live for because we get to see them yeah. throughout 20 years which i didn't expect to see all that that yeah. amount of time with them yeah right. the time I jumps. yeah I, I was impressed yeah. and it was it was funny too that you know frank was trying to keep bill in shape because you know they both thought he was going to go first and then it kind of ended up you know, being the opposite, obviously. And even then, he's telling Frank, you know, you need Joel. You Joel will help you. Joel, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, when he gets shot, that scene yeah. is pretty cool. Because I'm like, all right, yeah. so Joel has already warned you about this. And at some point, we're probably going to deal with this, right? Like, on the episode. And then we yeah. get that moment. And it's pretty, I like that moment. I just kind of wish we got a little bit. I wanted to see more Bill just kicking ass, like. Yeah, yes. it was so good. It did, and it was, what, an hour and 15 minutes? It did not. Yeah, it was a little long. Yeah, it, but it didn't feel that long. No, you were just so invested, and yeah, even at the end, whenever Ellie and Joel show up, you now they both got to take hot showers. Yeah, and I just love that they didn't just, you know, Joel left a lot of shit there because he knows that he that's going to be, huh? I uh, he couldn't take it all, right? Like oh well, yeah, but I mean, I feel like they could have definitely took more than they did. Probably. Um, I do like like. I love watching in the beginning where Bill, he hooks up the truck and then he hooks up the boat and you're like, what's he doing with the boat? And then you're like, he starts taking shit out of him. Like, oh, he's going to use it for storage. And that's sure enough. He's going around to Home Depot and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. I kind of love, yeah, love that. I love that. I love that whole thing. And you mentioned the showers yeah. that they take too. Um, if you played the game, you know that when they change, Ellie changes into like an iconic outfit that she wears yeah, in the game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Joel yeah. puts on like a flannel that he's known for wearing too. So. Yeah. I guess it makes sense now because like all I even the... said that I go, that's the, that's the outfit she wears in the game. Like the outfit. Yeah. And now that I think and she gets it. a gun too, which is Frank's gun. Yes. Which mm. is, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's going to, it's going to come into play. I figured it point. would. 
Oh, and I know I'm horrible, but I really wanted to see the decomposing body. So oh, my God. I, I kind of did, but I'm glad they didn't show him to us. Like, Joel, open the door. Yeah, I, that's what I thought they were going to do. I thought Joel was going to yeah, just take a peek and see, yeah. like, maybe just the, the yeah. you know, them under a blanket or something maybe like that. Maybe an arm or something. Yes. Yeah. So it was going to. I thought it was going to throw us for a loop at the end when it panned out of that window. And I was like, yes, I did too. I was like, is it going to keep going? We're going to see their bodies. But then it stopped and the curtains were blowing and Linda Ross was playing in the background. That scene is super beautiful to me because I love that we're seeing Joel and Ellie connecting. Yes. Over Linda Rodstadt. Um, uh, That's her name, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that familiar with her, um, her music, but I know the name. And then like the, we get to see them driving off, and as a gamer, I kind of know where that's going also. So I, I'm looking forward to the next episode. But yeah. um, I, I just love how we do – we pan back through the curtain. And I was kind of like, I don't think they're going to show the bodies. But if you've played the game, that curtain is iconic to the game. Um, the the menu screen of the game when you first start the first game is a curtain yes. blowing in the wind with the with the window yes. sill and the windows open and you see like overgrowth outside and overgrowth yeah. growing into the house. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And Neil Druckmann and Craig uh, talk about how they kind of wanted to start each episode with that image of they filmed different curtains and open windows. And yeah. they were going to do that, like, each opening was going to be, like, almost like a press p- press this button to play the episode. Oh. Go to, like, press start to play the game. But uh, it, oh. they did a bunch of those, but they were like, it just didn't fit, really, for what we were doing. The cold opens worked better for them with the, you know, the scientists in the 60s and then the Indonesian scene. So I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. But I, I like that they paid off, you know, they paid homage to it in that one scene. I think it works beautifully for Bill and Frank's story, too. Yeah. It's sort of okay. a good, like, closure to their story. It was just, like, a very just poetic ending. It was. And, like, Bill and, as you know, like, we don't get to see Bill the way we see him in the game as much, but he still served the yeah. same purpose also. Like, he's a great character. He stands out. There, yeah. You don't see him throughout the entire game. It's a moment in the game that you play where you meet him. Because right. in the game, you're going through the, the whole United States, Boston all yeah. the way to Colorado or whatever, Utah, Mm-hmm. Um, and the game, which I don't think the show's doing, I don't know if they're gonna do it, but it's cut into like chapters, and the chapters are basically the seasons. It starts, and it'll say like winter. Yes. And then like, there's time jumps even in the game where we jump ahead a little bit. Yeah. And Joel's adventure. And when you come back to them, their relationship has strengthened a little bit because they've spent more time together, even though we haven't seen it all. Um, so yeah. I don't know if the show is gonna do that, but I do like that the, uh, we get this little bit with Bill and like it serves the same purpose. Like Joel got to, you know, he got supplies. They got the truck. Um, him and Ellie have bonded some more. We got to see, you know, Bill's story. So like that is, you know, it's not one for one the way the game was, but it serves the same purpose to me. And yeah. I think it strengthens the show. Um, one thing that I wanted to say about episode two that I noticed the most out of the three was that the scenery is just like it is in the game. It was beautiful. Like, it's breathtaking in the game, but then seeing it on the show, it's like, oh, my gosh. And it looked just like it. Like When they like, when they come out of the, that, like, office, yeah. you see the, uh, like, all the overgrowth and, the, and the, the, you know, what the city looks like after the bombings and stuff. Yeah. Yes. It was awesome. Yeah, I think they did a really good job 
like blending real and CGI backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. And Tess was giving her like a mini school lesson on what really happened. I almost in my head, like they don't mention it, but I have like a I have like a fan fiction of like Tess was a teacher or something like that or I don't know. I, I just wonder, like, what is she? I don't know. It'd just be so interesting that like she was a teacher and now she's this like this like hardened woman. Yeah. You know, and she's like she's in charge. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, they never come out and say it, but like she is like like Joel is like her attack dog. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the guys that were that had her yeah. handled were, were like. What about your guys? Oh, yeah, <laughs> they were. They're scared, scared of Joel. Yeah. 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 I would be. T- <laughs> and she even says it in episode one when she's like, "Yeah, we want we when we do find them. Yeah, I do want you to hurt them. Like, but right yeah. now we gotta like play nice. But yeah, when we find them, like, yeah. that's what I want. I want you to hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> so I do like that about her. I like how powerful she is. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, um, I don't want to bring anything down, but her. um the actor who played her, she just passed. Uh, Annie uh, Wershing, I think her name is. She oh, just yeah. passed away. That's what we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, she was only forty-five. She was battling cancer, and she, she yeah. just died the day. It's really sad. That is sad. That's right. Yeah, she was in twenty-four. She's been in a bunch of stuff. If you look up her IMDb, she was um, what was she in? She was in something just recently too. I can't remember what it was. I don't watch it, but I remember seeing it. I was like, oh wow, I didn't know she was in that. But yeah, she was really good and. and in the games, it's not just that they're, they don't just, the actors don't just do the voices. They're doing them. They act out all these parts in motion capture as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I love about oh, it. Oh, that's, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, yeah if you watch like, behind the scenes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's just like yeah. filming, like, like the, kind of like the way James Cameron does in Avatar with exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's the same way as that. Oh, okay. Exactly, yeah. So like Maureen's really in the scene, acting it up, speaking. Mm-hmm. If you watch oh, the behind yeah. the scenes of the game, is like really impressive. Oh yeah, because Troy Baker was it? Didn't he do the? He was the? Didn't he do the body? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. He did all the motion capture. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. And the voice as well, and he's a really good voice actor too. He's in, he he's in so many games. I'm pretty sure I used to work for GameStop, really? and uh, yeah, I was a store manager for about three or four years. I started out as an assistant and worked my way up. And I went to, I got to go to two cons, because they do, like, every year oh, all yes. the teachers get to go. And, um, where, I mean, you have to sit in classes all day where you learn about, head, you know, wireless headsets and different games. And, I mean, it's it's cool, but yeah. um, but uh, they have different guests each year, you know. And Troy Baker was there one year. It was oh, pretty wow. cool. And the guy that voices, I don't know his name, I'm not big into anime, but my brother is, Hunter, um, <laughs> and he voice, voices Vegeta, so you oh, okay. might know, and I think he's the English, the, uh, the yeah. yeah, so. He does the English. Uh, yeah, voice. and a, the, there was a girl from, shoot, what was she from? I can't think, but she was a big, maybe she was the, um Horizon Zero Dawn voice actor, maybe. Oh, okay. I'm not sure, but there were some cool people there. But yeah, I remember Troy Baker. I was excited to see him. That he's a cool. uh, he's a he's a good looking man. Yeah, he <laughs> is. He's a little skinny <laughs> though. But yeah, he is. Oh, you like a little <laughs> thick, Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> I got you. One thing I'm worried about now, though, is that even we've seen Joel and Ellie start to bond. 
And Joel's starting to open up a little bit, but she took that fucking gun. Yeah. And I'm afraid oh. it's just going to piss him off, mm. and everything's just going to start all over again. I'm not going to tell you anything about the gun. Yeah, we need yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't. But it, it will come into play in another episode, I'm sure. I didn't get to watch the preview for episode I four. I don't. I'm so huh? into this show, I don't want to see the previews. Oh, okay. I don't think I, I think I did, but I forgot it. So. But if you do, if you're interested on how it's made, there is like a five minute uh, after thing on each episode about like the episode. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I love on the HBO Max thing, the extras jump. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'll have to check into that. It's very interesting. How do you guys like the music in the game? Because the game, I mean, in the show, the the music in the game is like a big thing. It's, yeah, it sounds, it's just haunting. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah. But, I mean, also, like, the actual, like, real music, like, the licensed uh, music that they're using, like, the Linda oh, Rodstaff song. Oh, oh, yeah, duh. Oh, Linda yeah. Rodstaff, what else was played? Um, What was I that? Like, uh, <laughs> I think it was Typo Negative or something like that, or was that the yeah, Pest Mode? I looked, up after the, I looked it up after the episode, and I can't remember. The music that ends in the first oh, uh, episode. Yeah. Um, in a white room with black curtains, white room cream. That was playing while Bill. It was like when it said four years later, and he was in pulling a white in. Room, that's yeah. all. <laughs> oh, what? Shit, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, that was playing. Because for some reason, my mind wanted to go to Don't Fear the Reaper, but yeah, and I was like, no, that wasn't You're it. Thinking X. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about. <laughs> but yeah, I've been digging it. I do like the incorporation of you know music everybody knows and just the composed soundtrack. Yeah. I think there's going to be some more, like, like needle drops, as they say. <laughs> needle drops. Hannah, is that a creep show uh, shirt you have on? Yeah. I noticed it's a, it. It's a Stephen Rhodes, you know, the guy yeah. that he, he dropped, but it's a creep show. It says creep show on the bottom of it. Oh, nice. But it's got fluffy. One of my favorite <laughs> movies when I was young. Oh, yeah, I love. Yeah, we I love, love creep. I have, like, I have this shirt, Hunter... Hunter is the king of t-shirts, dude. He gives the best t-shirts. He gives the best t-shirts. He got me this one. He got me a creep show long sleeve. It's like the comic. Um, I just have to get it and show it to you. Yeah. Yeah, I know the the front of the comic. He's got the little boy reading the, he's like got that look on his face, that mischievous look, and he's reading the, the comic, and the creeper's like in the background. Um, Hunter got. That was Stephen King's son. Oh, was yeah, it really? Yeah. A little kid. Awesome. Yeah. And then he got me another one like this, but it's um, it's Poltergeist 2. And it's got the creepy dude in the background, and she's, like, calling on the phone. And that it guy is says, so creepy. It says, talk to the dead, something. Yeah, it's it's really cool. That guy creeps <laughs> me the fuck out. Me too. He's, I've got some posters, but that's our reconstruct one, but... I've got In Search of Darkness. My boyfriend gets me them every time they come out with a new one. Yeah, so no, I have they're, like, they're doing the 90s one now, too. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, I shit. They have all three out now. The third one's out on Shudder as of, like, this month. It is, what, really? It's, like, five hours long. I've only seen the first one. Oh, dude. I, dude. My name is in the credits on the first one. That's Hyderberg. Mine is, mine's on, uh, Yeah, I, I backed it on Indiegogo. The second one and the third one. Oh, okay, cool. That backed it on Indiegogo and Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Well, it was yeah. a Kickstarter, and so everybody that put money into it, they did a um, 
they did In Search of Tomorrow also, which is like a sci-fi. Sci-fi, yeah. And Rick has it because he's he's not that much into horror. He's more sci-fi. If it's sci-fi horror, he'll watch it. But he's been watching The Last of Us with me though because he he played the game. Yeah. Uh, in the second one too, but yeah, he got the the sci-fi one and it's it's really good too. So. If I could comment for a minute, I, I really liked um, your Silver Bullet episode. I listened to it just the other day. <laughs> I feel like that movie's a hidden gem. It's underrated. Yes, it's it so is. Good. And a lot of people don't know about it and don't know how good it is. You know, no, it's really they- good. Like, just the the sense of, like, family. Like, I love, like, Gary Busey as the uncle. And, oh, sure. You know, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Corey Haim. Corey Haim. Yeah, like, yeah. just, like... They have a great sense of, like, family in that film. Like, he's the uncle who's, like, mom doesn't really approve of some of the shit that he brings around, like, fireworks and whatever. (laughs) Yeah, all the bad language. But you know what? He's the cool uncle. And um, And he's, like, the only one that'll listen to them, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I love the I love the small town feel of 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 movies like that. And Stephen King does them really well. He does. And, like, I read that um, I had that that book it's like a shorter book and it has like illustrations also in it that are really impressive they're really cool yeah i remember having it as a kid because well not a kid kid but like you know as a adolescent and i liked your little spot of trivia um on the stunt scene because i didn't know that about like the werewolf coming through the wall i was so excited about that yeah that's that he really hurt himself on the scene but they kind of went with it yeah, I love. I kind of like when stuff like that happens, and they use it. You know, as long as he's not hurt, you know, so or someone's not hurt too bad, obviously. But yeah, well, I mean, hell, they used that one with uh, Reagan in The Exorcist. You know, Linda Blair. Oh, yeah, she about yeah she hurt herself in that. Fractured her spine or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's a good segue because speaking of The Exorcist, I also wrote down that I really liked hearing you talk about how your daughter. Um, saw part of Terrifier too, just like snippets <laughs> of it, which I was just like, damn, that's. A- I hope nobody judges her based on that. But I was like, well, my mom showed me yeah, the exorcist when I was like 10, when I was ten, and she got me into horror. So like, I kind of that kind of touched me just thinking that like, oh, you're teaching your daughter like how to enjoy these movies, even if you don't show them all of them. Yeah, you know, in little snippets. Well, I mean, it's so hard for me too because I just I don't have a sitter, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, she does you know, like yeah, like no dig on my dad. He's just from the time where. He he's just not gonna babysit, you know. He doesn't yeah, like it. Just, if it's if it's necessary, he will. But and I just don't have a lot of people I trust, and I mean I I don't have a lot of people. I guess, in my yeah. circle anyway. I just think you're the cool mom. That's what I, that's what she that's is. What I she's a, she's yeah. awesome. I, I did worry about people judging me for that. I did I too. Really, I was like, nah, I probably fuck those people. That. Yeah, exactly. Well, I really. It's have, not like you sat her down and made her watch the entire. We film. told her like. We were like, hey, Marley, yeah. if it gets too much, like, don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, I got, was like, she walked in the room and was like, what are y'all watching? And she saw, and you were like, I don't know, here's a little bit of it. And then <laughs> you kind of know the parts where you might not want her to see because you're like, you've yeah. seen the film. So, um, but yeah, no. I mean, if you teach, uh, I'm of the opinion that if you teach your kids, like, hey, this is make believe, I feel like a lot of yeah. people don't have that instilled in them. And that's why we have so much violence with like younger people, like, I don't think they understand it. Like these are just video games or movies, and there's a there's a there's a line that yeah. you draw. Um, Trust me, if you don't show your kids, your kids are gonna find it. And they're gonna find it somewhere else, right? And who's teaching me. them then? My mom wouldn't let me, and I went to my cousin's house and watched a ton of stuff yeah. that I shouldn't have seen. But 
I mean, I just loved, I've always been, I don't know, I've always been drawn to horror and, like, gory stuff. I just, creepy, dark shit. I love it. Like, I don't know. I do. Yeah, I, I really did. I really have just tried to instill in her because I love the behind the scenes yeah. and making ofs and look how this werewolf transforms in real time and look at how, you know, they did the chestburster scene in Aliens. Yeah. You know, it's all prosthetic. Pennywise isn't real. You know, Ghostface is a guy with a mask. Him, I think, than yeah, she's well, you know, th- those are the kind of things like if you do show her, like she realizes, like, like this is just movie magic. It's just... Yeah. Exactly. Make believe, just on a different level. She, I think she's more scared of Pennywise than Art. And I well, honestly, honestly, I think it's because Art doesn't talk. You know, he doesn't, no, he doesn't haunt. Yeah. No matter, I mean, he obviously does some other stuff other than yeah. talking. Horrible. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it just doesn't affect her. But his, look at Art in Terrifier 2. His sidekick is a little girl, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love when he first sees her too and he's just like, by the way, we're going to Horror Hound in March. Yeah, yeah. And Terrifier, the whole cast is supposed to be there, even from the first one. But I think they're to get a it's picture. Weird. It's weird. I'm in New York, where you'd think like we get like I get Comic Con and stuff like that, but there's not a ton of horror conventions. There are there's like one in New Jersey, like a main one in New Jersey, if I want to go to. But like there's not as much around here when it comes to the big horror stuff as there is where you guys are from. Yeah. That's yeah, Orlando. the closest thing would probably be Atlanta, and then, yeah, what you're going to Yeah, say, they Orlando. just had one called Florida. Day of the Dead. There was a convention called Day of the Dead that just happened in Atlanta. And Atlanta's okay. about two hours away from us. And Horror Hound is in Cincinnati. So we're, we're driving about, six, about hours. six hours. I feel like that Day of the Dead one must be a big one in Atlanta, because that's where Walking Dead was filmed. Mainly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It is pretty big, but uh, Bruce Campbell's going to be at the one we're going to. Ooh, so. wow. Yeah. yeah, we already bought photo ops. Oh, you bought the photo op? Nice. Yes, dude. I'm oh, I'm a huge, huge Ash fan. He's like one of those guys where I feel like you don't have to worry about meeting. Right. Like, like oh, he's gonna like. He's gonna be. I don't cool. know, you meet some people that you like, and you're like, that guy was a dick. Like, yeah, seem like that guy. You know, he's right. very. No, like, yeah. Fan he yeah, he just seems like a genuinely good person. Like I even googled, <laughs> or I think I looked at looked at it on Reddit, and a lot of people that had met him said he was amazing. Yeah, that's that all I've he, ever heard. One person said he even brought if a if a person had a kid, he brought them to the first of the line, like over the VIP people. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, Marley. <laughs> well, it's really cool too because with Horrorhound, kids twelve and under get in free. So I don't yeah. have to, you know, that was like... So we didn't have to, yeah. That's dope. Get Marley. That's cool. You don't have to buy a ticket. Yeah. Uh, also, one other note I took um, when I was listening to your show recently, I really liked your take on uh, Watcher. Oh, yeah. Uh, how it was probably, like, made during COVID, which I didn't really... It hadn't crossed my mind. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, like, them using, like, what they had to get it done, you know, like, single locations and smaller sets. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it... it kind of elevates it a little bit more for me as far as just like the craft and uh, i know hannah you said you didn't enjoy it as much i did <laughs> i just like i thought it was a pretty good thriller um and i just love the the actress who's in it because i love it follows and i yeah, like anything else she does. yeah I, it's not the best movie and it doesn't yeah. have all the stuff that you might want in it like well book. and i guess i don't know like i'm not really i don't know how i can say it but that that's just not one of my fears. 
Like, yeah. it didn't scare me. I didn't have, you know, like, um, like with the menu, immediate dread was in my system. Like, just when they first started, that first scene when they're, um, well, I'm sorry, it wasn't the first scene, but like, into the movie a little bit, they're getting off and they're talking to the, you know, one of the helpers that's, um, Alta. Yeah, and Elsa, she's, yeah, you know, saying, oh, this person, this, you know, naming off all their names. And when that, you know, that couple gets up there and it's not the right name or, yeah. you know, she, oh my gosh, I just, whoo, I was like, something bad's about to happen here. I didn't if only you knew that. a podcast who just covered that movie. <laughs> I know, it's I know good. right? It's good too. I like it. Um, but I just didn't feel that. I don't know. I just didn't feel that with Watcher. It doesn't, that, it just didn't, yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit of a slower burn, I'm like, too. you know, get some curtains, shut the curtains, like, <laughs> and, you know. I think what that. did it for me with that film was that she was in another country, and, like, yeah, there was a big language. They started speaking the other lang- another language, and I was, like, started fluttering with my remote, like, wait, I don't have subtitles on? There are none. We're not meant to hear, like, yeah. understand what they're saying. Because we're supposed to be in the POV of her, you know, where yeah. he doesn't know what they're saying either. And so it's like a fish out of water kind of tale. So it's like it kind of adds a little bit to the tension. But I get that. Like, I thought it was a well-made film, but I get that. Like, um, yeah, I agree. Like, it was well-made, especially for the time it was what time it was made in. Yeah. Um, But I just I don't know. And then I did not like the ending. I did not like it. I just thought I don't know. It was just so. It. You know, she goes in there, they tussle, she shoots him, she walks out, she looks at her boyfriend like, what the fuck, dude? Like, No, that was an I told you so, motherfucker. It was, it was an I told you so. I told you so, what the, you know, and and then it's, I don't know, and then it's over. I just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Weird. Sorry, spoilers for uh, the Watcher. Oh, yeah, sorry, people. (laughs) I'll let the popcorn go. I'll let the popcorn go at the fire. It's okay. <laughs> I'll Sorry. put it in the description. I just, I'm really bad about doing that. But, yeah, I just was not, wasn't crazy about that one. So, uh, all in all, are you happy with The Last of Us so far? I am. And I was the, I was one of those guys that said, why are you making a show? That's dumb. Because this is a story that's so well told in video game form that yeah. some people don't even play the game. They've watched the game online, like on YouTube, and enjoyed the story that way. My friend just told me yesterday he got through doing that because I was <laughs> we were talking about it, this guy I used to work with, and I was like, have you been watching Last of Us? And he was talking to I said, you know, I was thinking about buying a PS4 when I got my taxes just so I could play the game. He was like, well, I've got a PS4 collecting dust. And I was like, well, hell yeah. So I'm not- I, I would still recommend playing the game, but at this point right now, if you're investing in the show, I'd say just stick with the show. Oh, yeah, I'm too busy see. to get to the game right Originally, now. Originally, I would say play the game first if you could, um, just to see, like, because the game's just so well done uh, as yeah, far as the story yeah. And the gameplay is good, too. It's not like the best game. Like, the gameplay is really good. It's, it's like, super smooth and solid, and uh, there's nothing to complain about because Naughty Dog makes really good games. But it's the story elements that really grip you, I feel like, and the characters. And not too many games do that. More so nowadays they do a little bit, but this is one of those games that sort of, like, bridge that gap. and Yes. The storytelling. Um, and, like, this is one of those games that we're like, I do try to, I try to talk people into playing. You know what I mean? I'm like, I know you're not into games, but you got a PlayStation, you should play this. I had yeah. a friend, unfortunately he passed away last year, but... 
he was like he had the game, he had the PlayStation, he just not he wasn't like the biggest gamer. He's like I, we had plans on I was going to come over and just kind of get him into it. I was going to try and play it in front of him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Maybe give the control over to him or we would have made some like mandates where I just came over and played the game in front of him. Yeah. And experience a story. And then when they made the show, I was thinking like, well, why make the show when the game's so good? But I'm like, well, there's people that literally won't get to experience this story if they don't play the game. So like if they do. And once I heard it was HBO and the co-creator of. Yeah. Uh, the creator of uh, Chernobyl, I was like, all right, and I think yeah. they're going to do it right. And then people like you that won't be able to play the game can still experience this, like, wonderful story. And that's what's so good about this. We've talked about, like, The Walking Dead and stuff. The Walking Dead was good. I don't I, – I, I gave up after, like, season eight or so. Uh, yeah. But I was a diehard Walking Dead guy, and I read the books. I was too. I did I too. But I honestly, it just kind of – I started seeing all the cracks that everybody complained about early on, you know, yeah. the people that weren't into the show. But what I like about The Last of Us is it's a character study. It's not about a huge group of survivors. It's about Joel and Ellie yeah. and then a couple people that they might come into contact with throughout the story. But it's it's just going to focus on that relationship. It's focused on Joel and, and Ellie's relationship, and that's it. Yeah, that's what I really like about it because – the Walking Dead just—they just had too many people in it. It got to it got yeah, it, it was just too many characters. You had too many storylines to follow along with, and it's like you and know, it's like the formula just became too predictable. It was like, all right, yeah. so it, somebody's gonna die soon. They did have some fantastic. There's some some standout episodes in in The Walking Dead, though. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like the one in season two when Sophia comes out of the barn. We just oh, saw, saw that. We talked oh. about that on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, that it, every like. Time. I hadn't thought about that scene for a while. You posted that video. Yes. And I watched that entire video. I was like, oh, shit, they're playing the whole scene. I didn't know how long. It was, it was like 15 minutes long. I watched yeah. that whole video. I was like, yeah. And it brought me back to that moment where I was like, man, I remember this. Like, Yeah. Because the show was such a big hit. And it was, you know, it, it was a horror show that became a family show that, you know. My stepmom watched that show. And she doesn't like horror. She didn't yeah. like zombies but she was so invested in the in the characters exactly yeah and yeah. and so many people were so invested like where is sophia you know this is season yeah. two and the whole time she's been in the barn, in the and, barn. Just, and, and just shane's whole monologue before it because mm -hmm. he's not yeah. you know he's not wrong no you know so nope. yeah and then that happened uh it was just every you time the I opinion, it. You, you just weren't ready to hear it at that moment yeah you know? yeah oh yeah but he it's, was right few seasons to come around yeah that. yeah it was funny me and me and one of the girls in the horror group <laughs> there was a discussion like who would you be in the zombie apocalypse because she's ready to call it quits and go off the grid anyways and she was like would you kill or you know <clears throat> would you only kill if you had to and i was like well i'd only kill if i had to if somebody didn't give me a choice you know i'm not just gonna walk up to somebody and blow their brain out yeah and she was like you're not gonna make it long <laughs> Like, okay, thanks. Yeah, but you look like look at Carol. Like she's one of the best characters ever. On yeah, one hundred percent. And she did not start the way she is now, or yeah. like, the way she ended. Like mm -mm. she was a battered wife. Uh, she was very insecure. She was scared. Yeah. You know, she was very meek. And then after losing Sophia, and then spending time with Daryl and learning how to survive and shoot, and like she became like the ultimate fucking badass. And yeah. some of the best episodes center around her, like the flower, look at the flowers. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, that's oh. another episode that stood out to me, too, oh. in that show. 
Because even as badass as she is, she can also make those tough calls. Yeah. You and feel it when she has to because you feel the emotional, like she's a great actress. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Complete opposite of the comic. She was not, or nope. graphic novel. She was not like that. Totally in the, different. Yeah, yeah. She dies early. If she I'm dies not early mistaken, and she uh, also has, she has a, she has a, she has a love thing with uh, Tyrese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey. I ain't heard that name in, in a while, Tyrese. Yeah. She goes crazy in the in the in the. Yes, because well, I don't. She think loses she, it. But she doesn't ever cut her hair, does she? I don't think. No, I don't think so. Yeah. It always stays uh, the same. But yeah, she goes. Yeah. That one scene with that I forgot the guy's name, the character in the in the show where he thought she was lesbian. And she's like, why would you think he's, because you got the short hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, wow, bro. What else, what else have you been watching lately? You've been into anything? You need to watch Yellow Jacket. Yes, dude. Yeah, I want to, I don't have Showtime, so I'm going to be honest, I might need to like bootleg that or something. Hey, I don't judge. I sail the torrent sea all the time. Yeah. I try, yeah. like, I have all the streaming apps mostly, but I just can't afford to get any more. I'm with the podcast with doing a cut above, like it helps to have all these other um, streaming apps, and I have some of them bundled in with my Verizon wireless. Oh. Uh, yeah, I got like a package that came with like Disney Plus and um, Hulu. So Hulu's got a lot of good uh, horror films. I noticed too. I like the way they. Yeah, Fresh. That was my favorite. Fresh this was great. Yeah, uh, yeah you still need to watch. I just watched The Hatching on there. That was really good. I like that. That was interesting. It did end up being good. It. It's it's worth watching. I'd watch it. It's I think it's like Scandinavian or something. It was it was different. Have you guys seen The Innocence? Mm-mm. It sounds familiar, but it's I don't. It's on Shutter. It's Scandinavian or Norwegian. It's um or that might be the same place. I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting film. It's a tough watch because it deals with children. Mm-hmm. So people have trouble. Um, yeah. I know uh, my co-host Jacqueline doesn't really want to watch stuff like that. So I've never brought it up as a show, as a movie to cover on the podcast at the moment. I got you. Yeah, Rick, my boyfriend's the same exact. I'll be I watching some true crime thing, and it's talking about something, like, horrific happening to a child. I mean, I can, I, I can do the true crime. Can't but, do it. And I can do kids to a certain degree. But if it's too bad, I don't know. I it's just, not gratuitous, but there's, like, there's, I mean, there's kids putting harm's way a little bit, but I mean, the kids themselves have it, like there's stuff going on with the kids too, where they're not all the kids are good either. You know what I mean in that movie? So it's like I just I just remember watching it and just it kind of stuck with me. So yeah, I was like, not too many movies always do that. They make you feel something. Uh, that one was one of the few that this year that did that. Um, oh, I really cool. liked Pearl this year. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I liked X also, but I really liked just seeing I don't know Mia Goth. I thought owned that movie. Absolutely. Really yeah. good scenes in that. Um, what have I watched recently? I always I always do this where I watch a ton of stuff, and then when someone asks me what I watch, I can't remember. Yeah. Or when they say, "Hey, you're the horror guy. What should I watch?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I need something. I need something more to go off than that. You know what kind of start, stuff you like? Yeah. Well, I, I will to get say, a letterbox. Yellow Jackets definitely worth the watch. She's been trying to get me to watch it forever. And I thought she finally sat me down one night when we were here together. She's like, let's watch Yellow Jackets. So I heard the story. She left you alone and you finished it, right? Dude, I was done with it in like two or three days. (laughs) It was really, really good. I'm trying to 
think of what else we've watched lately. If I start now, I can catch up before season two, probably, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's March 24th is when it starts. <sighs> the end of March. I thought it was the beginning. I know. I think it's the weekend we go to Whorehound. Oh, my God. Actually, is when it starts. Well, oh, well. I get to meet Brucey. It'll be okay. Well, Hyderberg, you, John, and Jacqueline are celebrating a milestone recently. Do you want to tell? Our uh, we did. Yeah, I don't want to boast. Uh, we hit 10,000 downloads on the, uh, on the podcast. That's awesome. Started. Um, yeah, and we're about, thank you. And we're about to hit um, our 100th episode uh, within a couple months, yeah, which I can't even still believe. It's really surreal to me that I even do a podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, I started... I started listening to Straight Chillin', which is where I met Anna um, yeah. through their community. And that was just like, it was like a podcast I found because I, I listened to like, I watched like two movies that I kind of wanted to, I don't, I don't have a lot of friends that watch these, this genre, you know what I mean? Or that, that's that into it. So I don't know, kind of, you want to hear somebody else's opinion. So I kind of went online and started looking for podcasts that were talking about these films and I found Straight Chillin' and then their community started blowing up at some point. And I met a lot of people and John and Jack and we were two of those people. And we, you know, John asked me to join him to make a podcast. And I, I said, I think about it. And then, uh, we asked Jacqueline to join us and the rest was like, you know, I don't even think about it. Like it's like a hobby. And I just, I kind of just look forward through getting through like a tough work week every week and then sitting down on Monday and just talking to my friends about movies like we're doing right now. You know, it's just cool Hell yeah. to yeah. hang out. I really, I mean, it's great that, I mean, just the community and, you know, with Straight Chillin' and, um, like, the horror groups on Facebook. I just love the community, you know, the sense of community that everyone's doing something creative. You know, we talked about that last night. You know, I always like to help people who are doing creative things because that's what I like to do myself. And it's always nice to have people who back you in that sense and who support you and, and you can hang out on Skype with and talk about the last of us and i think it's really cool yeah i do i dig it and it's It's crazy i was i was thinking too you know i just turned 34 and i was like it's crazy that you can make this many new friends you know when you're an adult (laughs) you know yeah it is it feels you're right though because it feels like there was a moment in my life where i thought like oh well if i'm it's tough to make new friends sometimes right yeah but i also have Older friends that I don't speak to as much either. And sometimes you have to make choices in your life to, and so you gotta cut things out of your life sometimes. And that's yeah. tough, but People to think that like, well, you're not alone though. You can always still make new friends. And like, you shouldn't just laugh at like, oh, well, I met these people online. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't change the relationship you meet with these people. I've never yeah. met John or Jacqueline in my life in person. Right. People think that we're in the same room. We're not. I've never met them in, yeah. in person. But we have a bond and a connection, and we both enjoy doing this show together. And that I feel like that's grown over time, and I feel like listeners pick up on that. So, and that's the most important thing about the podcast, like the Hannah and Anna show here. Like, <laughs> and you know, uh, shout out to Hunter though. Hunter, I do like hearing you on the show. Yeah, yes, awesome. I like hearing you guys too. Like, I think it's awesome, and I can tell you guys only just met like not too long ago either, right? Like, you don't know each other. Yeah, forever. I was gonna tell. I was gonna go into it a little bit, um, <clears throat> because I kind of felt that same way too. Like, I've always had friends that just sucked. Like, they, I, you <laughs> know, I'm one of those people that would give you the shirt off my back. Like, I'd do yeah. anything for you, especially if you're my friend or my family. 
And, you know, you ain't even got to ask me. Like, I'll just, you know, I'll see you're struggling. I'll just do it. You know, like, and I've been taken advantage of a lot. And I just kind of thought, man, I'm never going to have any friends again. Like, I just uh, hung out with Hunter. Me and Hunter have been best friends since he was born in 98. Um, His baby. Yeah, he's been my ride or die forever. And I was 18 in 98. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. I was seven. I was nine. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I thought, man, I'm never gonna have any like girlfriend. Like, and then you know, me and my boyfriend Rick have been together four years this year, and uh, you know, me and him are best friends as well. But um, he's just not into you know, he's like I said, more into sci-fi horror. And, uh, and sci-fi and things like that. Big PC gamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I met Anna through her candle business. So our mutual friend Amanda, which I've known since I was, um, probably eight or nine years old, um, she invited me to her candle business and I was like, this is so neat. Like <laughs> she has, you know, I could tell that she put so much love into her products. Absolutely. That, yeah. And that, you know, what, that was such a good idea, like, to do movie-themed candles, like, because I'm a big scent person, huge, I love scents of any kind, pretty much, and I've got, like, <laughs> since I met and I have, like, a wax melter in every room. <laughs> yes, um, I'm thinking about getting one, because I just normally yes. burn regular candles, but then they burn out, so, and the labels that you make, like, yeah, it's that you make a candle that resembles a movie. Yeah, it's like custom label with like a part, like a little description of a synopsis of the film a little bit. I love that. Thank you. I have wrote a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I yeah, need you to help, help me. I help the, um, trick or treat one. And I want my I cake. want my cake. She did both of those. I, think those are the I want my cake. That's one of my favorite parts of. Creep show. When yeah, I was I, yeah, mine too. Yes, mine too. And, and I, I can tell you, on... writing a synopsis is is can be tough when you're trying to do it in your own like style, you know. So yeah, that's what I yeah. do on on my podcast. So it's like definitely tricky. Yeah, but that's how I met her. Um, she started bringing me candles, and then uh, and then I saw that she was doing movie nights. So we do a little thing called like projector nights. Where we go, we go over to, I go over to Anna's and Hunter will sometimes come over and Amanda, she'll sometimes join us with her daughter and we'll watch a movie, like, uh, usually a horror movie. You ever do them outside? Yeah. Oh yeah. In her front yard. That's awesome. Um, it's awesome. We have such a good time and we, that's how we watch so many movies. Um, and she, she's introduced me to a lot of movies since we started hanging out. But, um, so I just started going to the projector nights and, we just kind of became besties. Yeah, hanging out. Yeah. That's and amazing. Uh, it's hard to find, it is hard to find another girl that likes horror as much as I do. Like, when a dude comes into the room and goes, Hannah, you watch some weird shit. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh man, I'm never going to have any, any I think person. a lot of women really enjoy horror. Or like you said, true crime a lot too. That's yeah. like, that's the one through, uh, through way that a lot of women have is like that. They like true crime a lot, um, but yeah. there's plenty of women that actually like horror. You'd be surprised. Yeah. And from what I've speaking to a lot of just like people in general, mainly especially men, just like a lot of us have gotten our like my introduction to horror was through my mom. Yeah, yeah mine too. Yeah, my um, my dad got me into stuff like Mel Brooks and like like 
you know, Young Frankenstein and Abbott and Costello and right. stuff. Like my mom got me into Grease and like Runaway yeah. Bride and stuff like, like that. My mom got me into like Nightmare on Elm Street and The Exorcist. And she, she was, it was odd though, cause like she didn't like, I don't know, it's like she liked being scared, but she didn't, she would watch through her fingers, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I that least, but at the same too. time. Yeah, but she still liked that feeling of being scared. Yeah, me too. So, I'm glad that you passed it on to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's great that you got to share that with her, too. Yeah, that's awesome. It's just the feeling of being able to experience fear in a safe environment. You know? Yeah, it's thrilling. And, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you're chasing the dragon. I think that's why some people are like, oh, that movie wasn't scary. It's like, well, you're a grown adult. You're not going to be scared the way you were as a child. Right. Yeah. For me, films that make me feel uncomfortable nowadays, like something like Raw or like certain issues when you watch them on screen can make you just feel uncomfortable. And to me, that's impactful. Even if the yeah. movie's not as enjoyable, cause you're like, oh, I don't like the way it made me feel. It's like, okay, but it made you feel something, right? So you don't have to watch it over and over again, but. I've had a few of those. Yeah. Yeah. Men. I, I hated men. I, I didn't like men that much, but I liked the director. <laughs> I liked the beginning and the setup, yeah. but I didn't enjoy the ending that much. I just thought it was a little overdone. It was ridiculous. Well, she got I wanted the film to go a different way. Sometimes we have anticipation of what we think the film's going to be based on trailers and stuff like that. And then when a film gives you a swerve where you're just like, oh, I didn't really want it to go that way. Yeah. We hated Bodies, 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 too. I hated it. haven't that. seen it yet. Yeah. Oh. I hated it. Oh. And Hunter did, too. Yes, I'm we anticipating all not liking it, but, like, some people that I know that I thought wouldn't like it said they liked it, so. Yeah, no, I, there was a... a Vast majority of people that I expected they did. not to like. You gotta be open-minded, and I'll go into. It. I don't like uh, mm-hmm. what's his name, Pete Davidson. Davidson. Oh, I, I think he looks like a douchebag to me. Oh, he's a total. Oh, douche. he's a total douche in the movie, but I, yeah, I can tell, but that's just me. Well, this has been fun, Hyderberg. Yes, it has. Oh, no problem. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And where can our few listeners we have find a cut above and uh Instagram on Oh uh, yes. You can find us on all those uh little social networks. Uh yeah, social a cut media. above horror <laughs> review. We're on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. You can find us on Twitter at cut above horror and on Facebook at a cut above horror review. And um our Gmail is at it's uh, a cut above at gmail dot com. Yeah, you guys should shout out real quick to Jacqueline and John, my my co-hosts. Absolutely, yeah. they're both great. Yes, awesome. Yeah, and I got to go on the Krampus episode, so you if did. A, if you're a you fan of that, take the day on that fucking episode because it was like a last minute add-on, and that was a it was, it was a funny story because like Jacqueline couldn't make it; she thought she might be able to, but she had come down sick. And last yeah. minute, she was like, "I can't make it," and we're like, "I'm like John, what do we do? We're shuffling around. Like, do we do the episode?" He's like, "What?" We just got to do it because we got to be consistent. We had like we have like two more episodes that we can put out that are rough, older stuff yeah. that we did before we launched um, some recordings. But we're trying to hold on to those for like last minute. So he, I, I was thinking about asking you if you wanted to come on because we had mm-hmm. we had only just met recently on the, the Slack for yeah. Street Chillin', but we had connected and I was like, oh, she would be a good guest, I think. Um and you really like to talk horror, but I was like, it's so last minute. I didn't ask you. I was going to private message you. And then John called me and he's like, uh, what about Anna from the Slack? And I was like, yo, how'd you, you <laughs> read my mind? And he was like, well, I asked her already. She said, yes. 
<laughs> he's like, she's watching the film right now. She'll be ready by nine. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so. I was on it. Like, that was, it was it, awesome. it, everything just That's worked awesome. out perfect. Like, Marley went to bed good that night. She didn't wake up and interrupt. You know, it was just, I had and enough. And it was a first time watch for you, too. So I was like, oh, that's yeah. awesome. It was my second yeah. time seeing it. Mm-hmm. But I, um, Hannah, I mentioned to Anna, I still get a laugh out of saying that. Hannah, <laughs> Anna, I don't know. It's just so funny that you guys are best friends and have, like, similar names. Um, But, yeah, I, we would like to have you both on the show um, Sweet. at some point. So, awesome. Uh, like, probably towards the summertime. Um, we have to, yeah. like. Check out the schedule. We're filling out some films in the next a couple months that we're doing because we have some themes we're going with right now. This month we're doing um, Women in Horror Month. Very nice. Cool. We have, uh, we have yeah. another theme coming up after that that I don't really want to spoil yet. But okay, okay, yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, but after that, I have we have some free space. We we should work something out definitely. Oh yeah, for yes. sure. We are down. Just say the totally. word and we will schedule it. Cool. Get it out. But once again, thank you, my dude. You helped us out and I love yes. talking about this with you you know maybe I think we're going to do episodes 1, 2, and 3 4, 5, and 6 7, 8, 9 and then 10 we'll do an episode there ten, there's 10 episodes? I think so I that's think what so. I was I wasn't sure if it was 9 or 10 I know it's it's oh. about that like well, around that area yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not 100% sure on it I'll have to double check but I mean in the off chance there is 9 we'll probably just do 7 and 8 together and then do one episode for 9 but yeah I know Hunter really hates he missed this one, so we'll probably do Yeah, he thought he was going to be able to come, but he he does the sound for his church, and so they were having some sort of service tonight, and he had to go, so, and do the sound, but. But we'll get you guys together. Yeah. Yeah, duty calls. We'll get you guys together, too, and have some fun. Yeah. I appreciate you, and. Yes, it was very nice to meet you. Yeah. Yes, it was. I I was very excited to meet you, so. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was excited to meet you as well. All right, guys. Awesome. Thanks for listening to episode four. Yeah. Anna signing off. Anna's out. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. And keep it creepy. <laughs> yes. I think we know the rest of the story.